0: shot yes and we'll see what happens we're taking the gamble I mean we took the gamble so I'm hoping that she hasn't already that it's not incubating in her I guess I don't know how that works but I know if you've already been exposed and you get the, the you get the flu shot it's like it may not even work and then it depends on the certain strain of flu yeah so yeah I mean, everything's a crapshoot anyway. Yeah. Well, my mom has the flu right now, too.
1: So scary. It's it like no scary. joke.
0: It is. And she takes... She went to the hospital because she felt like somebody was sitting on her chest. And she was like, I couldn't oh. breathe. And I was like, oh my God, I know that feeling.
1: Do we ever talk about that on the show?
0: When I had the flu for a long time? Yeah. Uh, We talked about when I had my surgery. Oh, no, we haven't talked about that. It hasn't aired. I mean, we talked about it, but we haven't... We didn't put it out there, but... I had the flu really badly a few years ago, and they put me in intensive care or the, the intermediate intensive care. Scary, it was. And then one of our friends Someone... got hit by a, a truck on a scooter. Okay
1: yes he should have gotten some information or some kind of insurance on something
0: he should for his car. and now I'm arguing with him to try to get physical therapy and he's like that's not gonna do anything and I'm like um you're getting older you need to take care of your joints
1: yeah what is you know what do people who get physical therapy what does science know about bone
0: I know right and I'm like get your get your muscles worked on but he's very adamant that it's not gonna do anything so he's not gonna do it and I'm like okay. he needs to
1: go to the doctor I'm gonna go ahead and say you know who you are you're gonna listen to this in like six months but go to the doctor <laughs>
0: <Yes>. so <laughs> what about what about you how does everything look in LA
1: uh, it was kind of rainy today which is weird because everyone I've talked to here has said that the weather is strange they're like yeah it's winter but it doesn't rain that much and we had a thunderstorm this week lightning and thunder and they're like that doesn't usually happen here and I was like it's me you guys I'm Elsa just kidding
0: <laughs> you brought it you brought it with you Oh yep. my gosh, if your hair, if you bleach your hair, I'm going to say for sure.
1: Maybe I'm a, a snow witch or a rain witch.
0: But they need some of the rain, not too much though. I feel like too yeah, much of anything is pretty bad.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what are we talking about today, JJ?
0: Before my computer crashed so wonderfully on me, uh, we did an interview (laughs) with a friend of ours. And so we have that interview edited up today.
1: It's a good one. It's
0: spooky. It is. We've been in her Uh, house several times. And I mean, I've never noticed anything in her house, but I don't notice a lot of things.
1: I remember them telling me the area that they had kind of had the experiences and I kind of wonder if it was like a warning like oh stay away from there Mm -hmm. but I've only been upstairs once the whole time I've been there so I don't usually go upstairs I kind of try to stay away from the staircase
0: (laughs) yeah okay so we're gonna do the interview right now hey guys we're here with our friend. You had some scary stories for us here in your house?
2: Yeah. When we were looking at the house, like I said, it was on the market for like two years, and it was empty. They had redone all this stuff to the house. Um, it was all empty. They had No one had been in here for two years while it sat. When I came to look at the house with the realtor, she showed me everything, but she was really like closed off about the garage. And I, I didn't grow up in a house, so I didn't know like what a garage looked like. I wanted to take a look in the garage. I went in there, and as soon as you walk in, there's this large box to the side with a sheet covered it, and it's obviously a coffin. Why? There was a coffin in the house, two years on the market, with no one living there, and a uh, deep uh, freezer. Those were the only two things in the house. That's weird. Okay, in, I,
0: knew, I knew about the coffin without the deep freezer. <laughs>
2: so there was a deep freezer, and she was just like, oh, and I was like, what is, is that a coffin? And she pretended like she didn't know, and she's like, oh, uh, I don't know, and I was like, <laughs> and I, you know, you peek because you're in the house looking like you lift the,
0: blanket. there was a
2: blanket on it, yeah, I lifted the blanket, and I was like, this is a coffin. Um... <laughs> And she was like, oh my goodness. But I mean, it made sense, you know, why she was not wanting to let me really look in the garage. I, being really into Halloween, asked if I could keep it. I was like, is this part of the house? Because they were very clear that anything in the house, like when we signed over, would be my property. But no, they took the coffin with them. They took the coffin in the deep freezer with them. I don't know what line of business they were in before. I don't know if they were storing it for future purposes. It was just a coffin that was stored in the house. Did you look in the coffin? I did not. Uh, the person I was dating at the time was just like he thought it was bad enough that I lifted the blanket because you knew, like you knew what it was. It was a coffin. Did so, you look
0: the? Did you go in the deep freeze?
2: Yeah, it was empty. So I was like, I don't know why, but it, they were both in the garage, oh, and I was oh, like, the deep freeze is about here right now. No, but it looks like it. Oh, okay. So, but it was in the <laughs> garage. Like they were both the yeah, only yeah. things, and they took both items.
0: So, she has a deep freezer in her, like, a patio area. Florida Florida room. The Florida room. It's big (laughs) enough for a body, you guys. Uh,
2: (laughs) So, it was just really odd. But, yeah, I was like, you never know. Like, maybe they were trying to prepare. I don't know. But that in itself was weird. So, then we move in. And I had recently got out of the army, so did I just had, like, a bunch of... I did buy the house. <laughs> it was a really nice house, and it was a it's really a good, good deal. deal. It's an awesome house. It's I a good deal. It. Um, sure. It's, like, yeah, it's, like, yeah. I think 2,000 square feet almost. No,
3: more. Um, well, like,
2: <clears throat> like Then maybe it's 3,000 square yeah, feet. Yeah. It's um, huge. Yeah, and it's, you know, I was going to have a... I was growing my family. In my head, I was going to grow my family. So I was, like, we're going to live here, and this is going to be our home. I had gotten out of the army... So I was essentially unemployed and I was home alone a lot of the time right after we bought the house. And I would take naps during the day because, you know, you never get to take naps when you're working. (laughs) I'm going to take naps during the day. And that's when I started getting like sleep paralysis. I would take naps during the day and I would have very vivid dreams of someone watching me. When I was sleeping, I would wake up to cat walking around me. And I think I was just telling this this morning that I didn't have any blinds or anything. So it was like a bunch of sunlight that was always in the house. So it was like hot and like sunny. But even though it was like sunny, happy days. I would get really scared in the house by myself because of these nap dreams that I would have. But yeah, it's usually reoccurring where I would be upstairs napping. I would get woken up by a cat, usually a cat or somebody staring at me. Um the cat would walk around me and I would recognize that I was sleeping, but I couldn't like wake up. And there would be a dark figure. And then I was look at the dark figure and it was me, but it wasn't me. It was like this evil version of me staring at me that would like slowly get closer as I would focus. And I just wanted to wake up because I knew I was dreaming. And this fucking cat thing that would like walk around me just was it was a, I was really scared of the house when i first moved in but i never lived in a house we grew up in a trailer so the the creaks and stuff the normal house settling noises yeah. i was not familiar with maybe some of it was that you know you try to rationalize like the noises you hear but a large, of the, a majority of the stuff was upstairs, like it was related to my bedroom. Whenever I was downstairs during the day, I would hear footsteps, like someone was walking around in my bedroom. And it was usually just me by myself or with Nina, my little Pomeranian. <laughs> so you're,
0: and that's the, the footsteps that you hear going around while we're interviewing, the little taps? That's Nina. That's not the ghost cat. That's, <laughs> that's an actual animal. Questions.
1: Yes. You didn't have a cat, like a real-life cat at the time? No no cat. And did you have sleep paralysis before you moved into the house?
2: I've had it once before when I was stationed in Germany. And, I mean, it only happens, like, I want to say that first month when I was napping here by myself, we had another incident, like, Nina. She was always with me, and I don't know if it was an intruder or whatnot, but the person that I had been living with for five years, he wasn't home. I think he was TDY or something. <laughs>
0: Was TDY? Temporary, Temporary duties. Duty, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So he was like, he was temporarily gone. And it was just me and Nina. That's why I ended up getting the security alarm. She like freaked out one night and was going outside of the house. I don't know. Nina, she's not the best sense dog. Like as far as like if there's something going on in the home. But I know that night she was freaking out as something and then I don't know if somebody was trying to get into the house because next door we had like squatters at one point. Mm. So again, like there's all this stuff going into place. So I'm like, is it the house settling? Is it the noises from next door? Like, is it some? Is it actually somebody? Like, you know? And then you think like crazy thoughts because you see a people secretly living, like, in your attic and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the squatters <laughs> living next door, I was like, is somehow is someone able to get access into my house? And that's why I'm hearing footsteps upstairs. Mm-hmm. But she was freaking out and barking like crazy outside. And then I heard the trash cans move. And Nina's that's a cool. little dog. So to hear the trash cans, like, moving, and then I thought I heard the gate. I was like, there's no way that Nina can physically move the those carts are like what those 30 gallons or whatever not even Um, empty one yeah she couldn't even move uh, the empty uh, one but something moved those and then like ran out the gate um i started turning on the light zone but yeah i had those reoccurring dreams my mom who's really superstitious she gets bad vibes whenever she's over here she's blessed the house several times that's why actually we have the holy palm in the kitchen we have bottles of holy water above the, the stove. We have bottles of holy water in his room. Who has bottles of holy water in his room? Um, I have a palm. <laughs> you have a palm. <laughs> um, there's a palm, I think, in bedroom and bedroom. My bedroom, which I feel has the most stuff that's gone on, actually doesn't have anything except for a virgin that my daughter is actually really scared of. brother gave it to me, and that's the only like, thing that I have in there but gets freaked out in my room. She gets freaked out in my room and then she gets freaked out on the stairs. She's been better about stuff in my room but then she's had those weird instances that I, I posted in the group chat before where we were playing with the shadows. Like I like to use the flashlight and we do shadow p- uh, puppets on the walls and then she'll point out like, oh mommy, I see your hand, I see your foot. I see a ghost. You know, like she's made comments like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know you're three, but I'm like, you know, like she's just- That's frightening. um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we've had those instances. And then just, you know, like what I was telling you about today, like the freaking thing just randomly turning on the hoverboard that my son has. We're in the kitchen, I'm cooking, playing contently at the dining room table, and we've been in the kitchen a good minute when all of a sudden we hear beeps, like beep, 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 beep. And we go, and the hoverboard randomly turned itself on. Not plugged in, not anything, and then it just turned itself off. And it scared her, like it scares her. And something about the stairs, and I can't, I'm i sorry that I can't remember like what exactly has happened on the stairs. I know it says he's had stuff with toys up in the hallway. Um, it's just something about the stairs that like, bother her but again she's three maybe it's just a matter like she can't climb up the stairs or whatnot and then not everyone gets like a sense but i know that my sister because of my mom gets bad vibes in the house and i don't know if they've actually had stuff but i know my mom she refused to sleep by herself for like the first month or so that she lived here because she ended up moving in here so when she would visit she would make sure to sleep like in my son's room then when she lived here she had like a serious problem she actually has seen stuff herself in this house she would stay here and again it happens during the day which is so weird you would think that stuff happens at night she was watching my daughter they had a I had a like a gliding chair that she would rock her in to nap her had the TV on and was gliding to sleep and as she's watching the TV she sees a figure like walking on the tv like it's reflected that somebody is walking behind her she turned around and thought oh maybe it's somebody like outside that's walking by the house and their image is being reflected on the tv screen <laughs> she goes to do the dishes later and she realizes my kitchen window is a good ways off the ground actually. You can see a full figure. Imagine at the top of a head. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, they would have to be really tall because it's actually above the privacy fence too, which we is a 6 have foot all privacy
3: fence. Going on too. Yeah. yeah.
2: So for her to see a figure walking reflected in the TV when she's home alone with my daughter, like she that was one of the things that freaked her out the most when she was here watching my daughter during the day. And stuff always seemed to happen during the day. And that's when my stuff happened was during the day, whenever I would nap, um, during the day. Those are the only things that I can think of off the top of my head that have happened, like big, like scary stuff. It's usually tied around my bedroom or the stairs. And you mentioned
0: where the bedroom is in the house.
2: Oh yeah, because you mentioned
0: the
3: garage and I was like, your bedroom covers the entire garage. And even more so, mm. where that coffin was at. <laughs> yeah. And then the stairs, too. Oh. And you said these people took care of this place, even though it was, like, vacant for two years? They Maybe did. Maybe they were older. Maybe some dude, like, just ate shit and went going down the stairs. Because sometimes I want to fall down the stairs.
2: I mean, they don't have to disclose <laughs> if it was, like, a natural cause. Yeah. They only have to disclose if it was something, like, like mu- a murder or something. Like, yeah. where it had to,
3: Get blood out of the rooms and
2: so, stuff, I and mean, we've had
0: we've had that on the show. We were talking about when you have to disclose if some when someone dies in a house.
2: So, I'm to my knowledge, I think that the people that had lived here it was one owner, one previous set of owners, mm-hmm. and I believe both of them are still alive. Whether they had a family member they were taking care of or whatever, yeah. I mean, I don't know, a like
3: parent, yeah,
2: yeah. This is a big place. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been in my, my room has been, and yeah, I guess I didn't think of it that it is right above the garage and then the stairs, yeah. Like, they're randomly in the
3: coffin. What type of realtor is that though? Like seriously, move it out. I would pay someone 20 bucks to just move it
0: out. And see, <laughs> that's the thing, you can, like you can, like the people stage houses you can move the coffin out. Leave yes, the deep freeze. But
3: I'm not looking yeah. to see
0: if both of my car, both cars are going to fit in the yeah. garage. Like if you if you've got a if you've got a two car family, I want to see what's going to fit in the garage.
2: And I mean, it, there's also and then at the time because we were thinking like maybe their line of business that they were in maybe was something with mortuary because there is a cemetery just oh, a block yeah. down, Literally, from where yeah from where I live. It's a small, little, yeah, yeah, it's a small, little cemetery, <laughs> um, but it is within, like, walking distance, it's gotta be, what, like, half a mile or less?
3: No, oh my god, it it's has like to a, be less. Yeah, yeah. cause it, yeah. I guess it is, it's, like, it's a really city close. block yeah.
2: down that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have something, that line of business that that's why, cause they're so close to a cemetery, um, it's, it's, but, <laughs> it's not even yeah.
3: a big one, it's so tiny, you can just jump in very
0: easily, like
2: but yeah, um, and I don't know if my sister has anything specifically, but I know that her just general vibe of the house has been always like that. It's a little, you know, freaky. I don't feel
3: anything in the house. Uh, how long have I been here? Like three years? Because our concept of time that we were just talking uh, about earlier. Three years? No, three months maybe.
2: That you've lived here?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't really feel anything.
2: Mm-mm.
3: But I, I'm just not that type of person probably,
2: and we've lived here now since 2010. Yeah. So we've lived here eight years. And Maybe the episodes, it's more so
3: that it's, like, lived in. Yeah. You know? It has that feeling.
2: And, you know, a lot of what you're growing up Catholic and the stuff that you're supposed to believe is that you don't feed into it. Like, you don't give it any kind of energy because then it just... Any attention, you just pretty much, like, ignore it. And then um I told the ladies at work, and I got... um less oil because I guess holy water isn't as it doesn't linger as much as oils do so they gave me anointing oil to do crosses on like the doorways and stuff and they've told me you know like just make sure to pray and rebuke all evil in your house um so I do pray like on a nightly basis to make sure that you know there's nothing in this house because it it was such a strong feeling like when we first moved in here That it was just like, did I make a mistake with getting this house? Because it was really pretty freaky. And I guess so much of the time I was alone too. So it was almost like um, paranormal activity, you know, where like it kind of starts consuming you. Like, am I really hearing this stuff? Like, no, 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 like witness that this happened, you know, in this thing. So. Um, Okay,
0: so you were telling us about your German story.
2: which is also has a kind of some creepy ties because the barracks that we used to stay in were actually housing for Nazi soldiers at wartime. Um, Hitler, I guess, was really into underground tunnels. So the post that I was stationed at was actually a secret meeting spot to where soldiers would go to and then get, like, you know, traveled underneath the hidden tunnels to the main hospital in Wurzburg, which was like 30 minutes from where I was at. So people that were injured would get triaged in our barracks and then the really severe ones would get taken down these underground tunnels, um, which the Germans like protected and stuff. They wouldn't let us go through them um, once we signed over on the military installation, but we knew of them. So I had a night in Germany in my barracks. It was the same thing. Again, it was one of those things where you try to rationalize like I've been drinking, like I had walked home. Um, and I had woken up to a guy staring at me at the foot of my bed, but I knew he wasn't like, he wasn't alive. Like, you know, you could sense that he was, he wasn't just there and he was just staring at me and he was in a uniform. Um, he was like in a gray uniform and I pissed when he had his weapon with him, but he was just staring down at me at the foot of my bed. And I was so like, I could, again, like I could not move. And it was so terrifying that it. I could not distinguish whether it was a dream or not. It felt very real. It felt like there was a presence in the room. And I felt, I don't know if it was sleep paralysis or if it was real. I just know I could not move. And I tried to will myself as much as I could to just lift the covers over my head because there was a fucking dude staring at me at the end of my bed. And then, yeah, I found out the history of the stuff, like, you know, later because, um,. Germans like that were on posts that would garden or take care of the lands and stuff and they would always disappear into these like mounds they were these mounds hmm. with doors do you remember that yeah. like no
3: no that was so cute it is, yeah, so yeah. yeah <laughs>
2: it, it, it kind of <laughs> was like these mounds almost like almost oh, right. like hobbits like the you know like the no, hobbits little houses no. that were in the earth
3: yeah they basically built them in the Like let the grass grow over them. Yeah. They They were just these these mounds,
2: yeah. yeah. These mounds that had doors, and then it turns out these doors actually led underneath into tunnels (laughs) that the Germans the government the German government maintained and we as the military occupancy could not go in there. Like that was like our agreement. So it was understood that the tunnels had been used from our post to the hospital, the main hospital there in Wartsburg, because it was only like a 30 minute drive. So needless to say, like our barracks lost some shit, which kind of gave it even more creepiness because I mean, they barracks were... are creepy to begin with. Yeah, they, they were like barracks were pretty creepy to begin with. You know, and then you find, a the the <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you find out the history. Yeah. Yeah. You find out the history that like these barracks, they weren't even renovated. They just kind of like, cleaned them out and then handed them over to the americans to use Mm. they were renovated like i think after we left because we were there like when were you there i was there in 2000 to 2002 Uh, Um, i was there from
3: 2002 to 2005
2: yeah, yeah and i know when i ended up going back i think in 2005 something like that like they did kind of renovate the rooms but yeah so there's a lot of history there in the I don't know, it was my only experience prior to this, of feeling a sense or an entity, wanting to move and not being able to. And I tried to will myself, I tried to will myself to turn on the light to see if he would go away. I actually don't remember how I ended up, I think I just like blinked really hard "Mm long till he wasn't there. But I just could not physically move, it was that terrifying. And in this case, seeing me being the person that was staring back was really freaking creepy.
1: We're taking a quick break in the middle of this interview to kind of let you guys know that at this point the conversation kind of shifts over to end of life abuses in the nursing home. So we just wanted to let anyone know who kind of maybe doesn't want to hear about that kind of stuff, you can go ahead and skip it.
0: It's not just ghosts and paranormal stuff that occurs in the nursing home, but some situations that may occur when you're a vulnerable segment of the population so I just wanted to add that to let people know if you just want to go ahead and skip to the end feel free to do that because it's about to get really real
2: that's what the next topic is (laughs) So, when I worked in the nursing home where they die in threes, like that's a real thing. Like They die in what? Threes. Oh. Like people do die in threes. I did have a lot of people that died on my hall. Some of them, you know, were really sad because I didn't have family members and stuff that were there to visit them ever and then when they died it's like, you know, who really says goodbye to them because no one's around. But, you know, you work in the nursing homes long enough and like stuff, you see like patterns that when people die, like they always die in threes. They jokingly called me the angel of death for a little bit just because I had so many patients on my particular hall that would pass. You would also have like weird stuff happen on the hallways like lights would flicker and there was always some sort of electrical issue. Like no matter how many times people would go out there to try to fix it and it was always one particular room that would have the same issue where the lights would flicker or they would randomly turn off on you. If you have the blood pressure cuffs or anything, that uh, the automatic ones are, that need to be plugged in to recharge, the whole room would shut down with like, electricity. And it would just be like that room where uh, they had these computer boards that they would do their note-taking and stuff, like the caregivers that would work on the floor, that would glitch. And we had the doors open. You're supposed to have them open during the day. But sometimes at night, like and it never failed, Like almost at the same time at night, the door would shut itself. Oh, my God. Uh, It would just randomly do that. And then those were the ones that normally happen, like, at night. The glitching and stuff would happen sometimes during the day, but it would be worse at night. And no matter how many times they went out to fix it, they could not get the electrical problem fixed for that particular room on my hall. So, (laughs) of course, then you think, like, is there an entity here? Because so many people die, like... People were constantly dying. I mean, it's, you know, it's a business. Like, as soon as people die, you fill up their beds and then those people die.
0: But in this particular room, were there a lot more deaths than usual? Or were there any deaths? Or what happened with this room? No,
2: I didn't even know any history of people dying in that room. It was just, like, maybe somebody had died there previously. I had only worked there, I think, like, two years total. So I don't know like what could have happened. And I was always amazed because my floor was more for long-term clients. We had a skilled floor and those were more dramatic or transient type clients that would come in with acute stuff that would be going on. And sometimes they would die kind of almost unexpectedly because they were just stepped out from a hospital and you were thinking, oh, they're on the path to recovery. And sometimes they would bottom out and then just unexpectedly die. But yeah, it's like that hall constantly had people. Or like in way worse condition, like more traumatic type deaths.
0: Do you think you had an angel of death on your floor, like a real one, like a person going around hurting people?
2: You know, you go to schooling and you know what you're supposed to do in an emergency situation, kind of like what I was talking about, like, you know, when no one's there before 9 o'clock, any type of emergency, I had to be present. In fact, really all nurses should be present, but I was definitely, because I was the RN, you know, you've heard of nurses injecting extra insulin, You've heard of them injecting, like, cardiac mends. There's all sorts of stuff that people could do. I mean, you just never know. And then there are, you know, instances too where a client could be on hospice and the family's like, no, I want, like, they could be on tube feedings and you can tell them, you know, like, their body's not absorbing it. It's really not that beneficial for them anymore. And the family's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm concerned about them losing weight. Even though they're on hospice and dying, the family members will go and adjust sometimes the, the thingies. And then no. they pretty much drown. Yeah. Like, uh, fluids and mm-hmm. all that kind
0: of stuff. you're like having
2: the, too much feeding. Um,
0: yeah. It's like if they aren't processing, you have to do it at the rate that they're processing.
2: Yeah. And they, the families get so concerned and then they're trying to feed them. Or like, you know, you've seen instances too of them trying to like force feed them something. It's like, they're on no swelling. You know, they're you, they're on swelling precautions. You can't put anything in their mouth when you're feeding them.
0: And they end up killing them instead of
2: so, helping. Um but it, it, it gets to a gray area because when you're on hospice, you are allowed to do what's called pleasure feeding. Mm-hmm. So if a person does want to have, you know, or if they've made known that they want to have ice cream, even though they know they're not supposed to be swallowing anything because they have swallowing impairment, you are allowed to give them those things because it's, it, they're dying. Like, it's their last meal in a sense almost. So you let them have that. But it, it gets kind of gray. Like, it's, you know... They eat ice cream, they get pneumonia, and then they die. You know, is it really, like, their diagnosis that killed them? Or is it this, you know, that you let them eat and now they have pneumonia um, that killed them?
0: There are so many things that are spooky about, like, ghosts and nursing homes and hospitals. But then there are so many things that are spooky about the job description itself. Like, the job itself is kind of spooky. It's your job to help people and usher them. Mm -hmm. into whatever's next like you're that transition person especially with hospice
2: and you know a lot of times that patients do end up getting on hospice and you witness them when they are like transitioning and it it does get again in another gray area are they actually witnessing the other side or are they you know medically when you start thinking about are they hallucinating are they building up toxins on their brain because they haven't been to dialysis you know mm-hmm. they had to stop them off dialysis and now they're actually just have so much toxins on their brain that are they really seeing god or angels because i've had clients that say they see angels or they see loved ones that are no longer with them and they're talking to like little kids like their lost children in the room it, it you know it gets kind of like is it are they really seeing this or is it medically, you know, your knowledge and understanding of the death process that's wow. actually happening? That's
0: heavy. What's the what's the one thing in your mind that stands out? Because you are kind of the that hospice care nurse. What's one incident that stands out in your mind of I remember this person vividly said they saw this. They saw this person. And I felt like I did believe them.
2: I have like two that come to mind. One is the person I was mentioning. She was on dialysis. And, you know, when you're on hospice, you can no longer have dialysis. And um, she did start building up, you know, uh, toxin. I mean, dialysis filters your blood Mm -hmm. and it gets uh, rid of those impurities when you're no longer able to do that it just starts building up. And she had a large family and she was, she would talk about seeing angels and talking about like family members that she was seeing. Um, And it was really sad because all the family was just like, are we doing the right thing? Like, is this what we need to do? And they come to you for guidance and questions. And really all you can do is tell them like your mom or loved one or whoever they are isn't going to be suffering anymore. Like this is what we are doing for them for their benefit. You can get them, and then again, the medications. We can get them morphine, we can get them like Ativan to calm them, to help them transition peacefully so they aren't feeling pain. So is it, are they just high and seeing these things because they're on like so much morphine. You can get morphine at, especially like right there at the end of life, I think every 30 minutes as needed. And you can get like two mils, yeah. You can get up to two mils. Um, it's all sublingual and so it hits you you know like really fast Um, but yeah you can get a lot of dosage like right there at the end of life and then again is it the disease process or is it the morphine that gets you because your respiratory system like decreases so much yeah um, because of the morphine and then when I actually was in school, this lady was talking to her dead children, and then she started going into it's called Cheney Stokes, where the breathing gets weird, like it's it becomes really irregular. But yeah, it's like she was talking to her children, and then she goes into Cheney Stokes, and then that night she passed.
0: Wow.
2: So did she actually see her children and was talking to them, or is it because her oxygen? You know, you start thinking like medically, like the logical explanation of what you're happening or what's going on because maybe you know her oxygenation wasn't the where it was supposed to, and she was delirious because of it girl. Um, mean, people just want to remember the greatest moments of their life well sometimes it's like sad moments like their lost children yeah. like children that have passed but I guess they get to see them yeah. so maybe it's, it's like sad. they're getting their, their peace
0: Yeah. wow well thank you for sharing your stories this <laughs> has been super intense did oh. you have any other questions or anything? I
1: can't think of anything
0: I know like I knew that you had stories and I kind of knew what they were because we've talked about it. like on several occasions, like we have talked like, about stuff, but certain things. I can't
2: things. think of things like now that I'm being asked like I'm like mm-hmm.
0: And it's always hard to, but you can always our friend is a part of the chat that has 500 people mm-hmm. in it. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Forrest Wilson for our, our music, Gallows.
1: I love it still. My, one of my favorite theme songs. <laughs> <laughs> Send us an email about this spooky ass story we just heard. Spookychatpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, feelings, comments, emotions. My fridge is
0: making a noise. Can you hear it? No. Okay, good. Is your refrigerator Follow running? On-
1: it it is. You better go, catch, gonna it. go. I'm gonna go <laughs> catch it. I go catch it now. Follow us on Instagram spooky underscore chat underscore podcast there's some good stuff there
0: we've got a facebook
1: and, yep we got a facebook page and i hope i can sleep after hearing that story yeah you know how i feel about those someone standing at the foot of your bed stories Mm freaking hate those yeah they scare the crap out of me because i'm like if someone's standing there staring at me okay like it's two reactions one they're see-through and so you're like well fuck what do i do i, I can't roundhouse kick a ghost in the face I mean, and two, <laughs> i'm just gonna pull a muscle and two if it's a real person you're murdered yeah
0: because that's what she thought she thought oh this is a real person i'm about to get murdered right now
1: my god i can't even imagine
0: me either me either
1: like sometimes when i wake up in the middle of the night i'm like just don't look around if you don't see it coming you won't know you know
0: yeah it's a it's a nightmare, and it's a shared nightmare that so many people have.
1: I'm not trying to see this shit when I wake up. Let me just go back to sleep. <laughs> Stay safe, spooky babies. Damn it.
2: Sometimes. We have <laughs> yet to see a dick pic. <laughs>
0: my husband sends yeah. me dick pics but it's like Dick Van Dyke he's like here's your dick pic and it's like Dick Van Dyke in like a Santa hat or something I'm and like,
3: you name Richard? like here you go. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: I'm like thanks you and that sense of humor and I don't know if you want to give yourself a name on the podcast and
1: <laughs> sorry I just burped
0: okay Monica um, well, I'm, I'm here too something fell down my shirt Probably a crumb.
1: Probably. I find so much stuff in my bra. Can you <laughs> cut that,
0: please? <laughs> I'm not going to cut that.
1: <laughs> oh my
2: God. He picks up on stuff that you don't, like, makes connections that you wouldn't normally think.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Sounds- Is it recording right now? Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. No, it's She's okay. Just cut and chop it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I've never done this. We chop a works. lot of
0: shit. <clears throat> like, boy.
2: Jim's always on our case because we just talk. Uh and then we start talking about other stuff and other
1: stuff and he's like okay let's get back let's focus on what we're talking about and i'm
0: like we can talk because i'm gonna chop it out and it's actually good because whatever i chop out i usually put it at the end and we all laugh at it